And we are live. G'day everyone, Mike Jeffrey here, and you are listening to My Creative Journey, episode number 52. Well, what a week it has been. I shot my first wedding this week of 2022, which was very exciting. Went down to Sydney uh, last weekend to shoot a wedding. It was a little bit interrupted by the whole COVID situation at the moment. The guys had to call off their wedding reception, which was a little bit unfortunate for them um, as they had been planning it for quite some time. And to have to call it off only three days before was was a little bit upsetting, I'm sure. But I think it was for the best for all the guests that were going to be at the wedding, a lot of elderly people going to be at the wedding and we didn't, and they didn't really want them to be in the room for up to sort of four and a half hours just in, in the one small room together. So I think that was for the best, but it was so good that they were able to get married still and really great to be starting off the season for 2022, really good. But that is not what I'm here to talk about today. I think in today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of the biggest ways which I think you can get clients and get business from from a lot of people, and that is through referrals. I think this works um, not only for service-based businesses, but also product-based businesses as well. I think referrals should be, if if they're not already, should be your number one source of of inquiries from a lot of different people because they can be so rewarding and and they're normally the types of leads that you're going to get from people that are probably already going to book. If they are inquiring with you and they're a referral from someone else who you've worked with or or worked as, as a part of before or spoken to before, then they're more likely to actually book you and they're more likely to be the type of client who you would like to be working with anyway. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. This whole thing for me really came up, this idea when... I was in the barbershop the other day. I went and got my hair cut uh, a few days ago, which was very nice to go and get my hair cut. It was feeling like um, it was about time to get a trim again because uh, it had been a few months, but I didn't want to go get a cut last week because I was scared of the chance that I go to the barbershop and I get COVID and then I had to isolate for a whole week and then I wasn't able to go and shoot the wedding last weekend. So I went this week um, after the wedding. It did look a bit straggly on the weekend, but I think that was for a good cause and I'm glad that I didn't end up having to go last week. But we did go this week and one of the first things that really struck me, I went to a new barbershop and one of the first things that got me was how um, engaged the actual barbers were in there. So these guys um, obviously run their own business and it struck me really how much they were communicating with all of the people that came through to get their hair cut. And they really made everyone feel very welcomed from the moment they walk through the door. And I think this is so important when you're trying to run any sort of business is is to make people feel like uh, they're involved in the business a little bit. Make them feel like they're just a friend. Make them feel like they're someone who you actually care about, you know. So that is super important. And when I was uh, actually walking in there and they asked me, they were like, oh, I've never seen you around here before are you new to the area? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've just only recently moved here. And it was nice to to for them to realize that um, I was only a new client, but then also to have the wherewithal to even just ask a little bit about my story, which I thought was was very important because I could hear them having a chat to the other people uh, in the shop as I'd been in there for probably half hour just waiting to get my hair cut. And I could hear them talking to other people and I knew that they were obviously irregulars who had come back time and time again. So it's nice that they know who their regulars are. It's also nice that um, they would actually pay that much attention to people who are going in there to get their hair cut because I think it can be such a small thing, but it makes such a big difference because now I think that after having my hair cut, I spend about 15 to 20 minutes in the chair and afterwards I walk out thinking that why would I want to go somewhere else? I've spoken about before that I think I spoke about on an episode of the podcast about how I don't enjoy actually having my hair cut when I don't enjoy heading back to a barber who I've never been to before because 
it can often be a daunting experience and you have to strike up a conversation with someone completely new. Whereas the idea of going back to the same barber really interests me because I never have to strike up that same conversation again. I never have to try to reintroduce myself to someone who I've spoken to before and I think that's really nice. I think that's a really good way to to sort of build that connection. And I think they know that from the start. They know that people are walking in there with that apprehension of 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 not wanting to go into a new barbershop. And, and so they're trying to read the room as much as they possibly can, but also uh, trying to make you feel as welcome as possible because they want you to come back at the end of the day. So I think that was a really interesting thing for me and it sort of made me learn a little bit about and think about what I'm doing in my own business and reflect on the things that I'm doing to try to um, convert repeat clients but then also return referrals as well because as you guys know, I work as a wedding photographer which often doesn't produce a lot of repeat clients. Uh, Repeat clients in the wedding photography industry is probably not a great thing. Um, So I'm generally relying on referrals generally relying on people who have been married to refer me to their friends and family or other people who are at the wedding um, being interested to book with me after seeing how I do perform on the day. So for me, it's not so much about how I can how I can focus on repeat clients, but think about how I can twist that into then trying to see how I can be advertising to other people on that day. And I think I really narrowed it down into two different types of referrals that I'm trying to get or two different ways that I'm trying to get referrals. I think I think that's the most important thing because if you're not actively trying, if you're not actively doing these things, then it's going to be very hard for you to get referrals. And it's not really a hard process. It's really just that you need to be interested in other people. You need to be really kind to people. And I think at the end of the day, that will actually pay you forward. That will pay you in the long run, the people who are going out of their way to do things for other people, that's obviously going to pay you forward. You're going to be getting a lot more referrals than uh, the average Joe out there who's really not trying and really not going above and beyond. So I think that these things aren't uh, the hardest things to implement, but I think they are things that you definitely need to be thinking about. And they're things that if you're not thinking about can easily fall to the wayside on the day when you become too overwhelmed in a lot of different other things. As I spoke about in last week's episode, it's good to prioritize your product or service. That has to be number one and making sure that that product or service is the best that it can possibly be. Obviously, no one is going to refer you on just because you're a good person if your product or service isn't up to a certain standard. So first of all, making sure that your product or service is up to a standard that someone would want to refer it. No one wants to refer something that's not very good. And if they haven't had a good experience with it, then they're never going to refer it anyway. So it doesn't really matter how much of a good person you are, but making sure that that presence doesn't fall to the wayside just to make the service good, just to make the product that you're trying to sell good. You know, you've, you that whole product, that whole package has to be how you're interacting with people, how you are on the day, how you're speaking to other people. And I think that's very, very important. And if you're not prioritizing that, I think it can easily fall to the wayside. So I've sort of categorized these into two different ways that I think we should be trying to um, make sure that we're trying to get referrals. We have to be trying to do these two separate things um, in the business to make sure that we're out there in front of them. And the two different styles are going to be passive referrals and active referrals. Now, we're going to start on, uh, I'm going to start on passive referrals first. And I think these are ways which you can implement when you're interacting with people or if you're in sort of a product-based uh, industry, if you're trying to sell products, how you can be um, styling the product, how you can be interacting with the different types of customers in ways to be memorable. So, these are things that you're just passively doing in your own business that may bring in referral. These aren't things that you're trying to push for a referral. So these aren't things you're doing to get a referral, but I think these are just good everyday practices. And these are things that you can do 
um, to be able to help other people. And in turn, helping other people is always the best way to be able to come back around. It's not only just for other people as well, it's for your happiness. I think you're going to bring yourself a lot more joy when you're bringing joy to other people. So I always say that that is the best way to go about things. And in turn, if that is able to bring you some referrals, then that's great. But I think these are just practices that we should be doing in our everyday business. The first one of these is to go above and beyond. Now, I think that this is always uh, a good thing is to go above and beyond what you're promising on and go and do a little bit extra. You know, you don't have to you don't have to under promise and over deliver. You don't have to under under promise what you're going to do because I think no one's going to book with you in the start if you're under promising what you're going to do. I think stay true to your promises, but then just go a little bit more. Sprinkle a little bit in that they weren't expecting at the end. So don't over deliver on something that you promised them you weren't going to do. Just make sure you're doing other things that they weren't expecting. And I think those are going to be the memorable things. You know, If you're able to work for an extra half an hour when you've you've decided you're going to turn up on the day and only work for eight hours, if you work for eight and a half, they're probably going to remember that you didn't just walk out on them at eight and a half, at eight hours, and then um, you all of a sudden just weren't there. You know, they're, they're going to remember that you did stick around a little bit longer. And that may be something that they're really happy about at the end of the day because you were able to produce something um, towards the end of the day, no matter what sort of... Uh, area you're in if you're delivering a product maybe add a little bit extra into the product maybe add a little a little extra little bonus on top of the thing that they actually ordered the thing they actually wanted from you you know this can always be a good way that people are going to think they got something for free therefore they're more likely to be a return customer but also to refer you on to someone else because they think that how great that was that you gave them something a little bit extra and that's going to be a bit more more memorable for you i was working at a wedding in sydney a couple of weeks ago that i that i spoke about on the podcast a few weeks ago and the celebrant at that wedding, Simon, he had a interesting gift that he gave to the couple after the, after the wedding. Um, so he asked both of them for their vows after the wedding. And I thought that was really interesting. I was, uh, I was sort of in tune to, to actually see what he was going to do with the vows. He said, I just have a little folder that I put all your vows in. And then I give you that folder afterwards as a little bit of a keepsake for you guys to, to be able to hang on to for the rest of, for the, for the rest of your marriage. And I thought that was very nice. Just, a little bit of a thing that he didn't have to do. You know, all he did was put their handwritten vows into a slide in a folder and then in a bag and handed them that bag right there on the spot. But that was just a little bit more that actually makes it a little bit memorable. And to think that that small little thing, you know, I remembered that. So I'm sure that the other guys are going to remember that and they're going to remember that every time they pull out that folder. They're going to remember who their celebrant was, you know. So it's just those little bit of things, you know, if you're a makeup artist, if you're a hairdresser, in those types of industries, what can you do? What what other little thing can you do on top that is just going to make it a bit more memorable? And it's not to be memorable for the person, but I think it's going to make an overall great experience for those guys. You know, they're going to really, really appreciate that because that is something that they will look back on. You know, they're probably going to look back on their vows and to have that um, there in a folder that, that they are easily able to store that's not going to get lost on the day. That is going to be something that they're really going to hold on to and really cherish for years to come. So I just thought that that was a nice little way to go above and beyond. It's something that he probably hadn't promised on. It's not something that you would think about asking your celebrant for when you're in the process of booking one, but it was something that he could go a little bit extra on. And I'm glad that he did because I think that's really going to help him in his business moving forward. And then the next thing I would say is paying attention to the small little details, you know, remembering the client's names, remembering little bits about them. If you've actually met with a client before, if you're working with a client over a, over a long period, um, if you're working with them before, make sure you remember their name and make sure you remember small little details about them if you've had a conversation with them before and bring that up next time. I think that is so important to trying to build a connection with anyone, trying to build any sort of relationship that's important to 
um, actually have a little bit that you actually remember about them to, just to show them that you actually care about their story. If you're working with someone and, and especially when you're working with clients, most of the time it's to build a story around a brand or it's to build a story around a around an individual or around um, a group of people. And so to remember that story and remember a little, a little bit about them shows that you really do care. And I think that is super important in building that connection. I read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People a couple of years ago. And really one of the big takeaways from that for me was um, just to use people's first names. I think it can be so overwhelmed. You try and remember someone's name when you first meet them. But I think if you put that effort in to remembering people's names early on, it can go a long way in the relationship if you refer to them by their name from then on forward. It's it's always the sweetest sound for anyone to hear is their own name. So making sure that you're calling people by their first name. If, if you're meeting someone or you're meeting a friend of someone or you're meeting someone's mother or you're meeting another colleague of someone, making sure that you're doing your best job to remember their name. It's not always able to be done, but if you can try and at least 80% of the time remember their name, then you're going to be on the best foot with a lot of people from the get-go because people love hearing you call them by their name because it shows that you've actually taken interest in them and a little bit about what they're doing. So uh, making sure that you're putting that effort in, making sure that that's just a small little detail that a lot of people would would probably skip past because they're too caught up in the moment. But if you can remember um, the friend's name, then when you're speaking to their friend, when they're there with you, they might think, oh, how nice was that person? They actually remember me. They actually struck up a conversation with me and I really felt engaged with them. I'm going to now go and see if they can offer any services to me because they've been working with someone else and I thought that they were really nice and they actually actually took the time to show a bit of interest in me. So I think that is so important as well. If you're in the product-based industry, I think including a little bit in the sort of packaging, including a little bit about the name or including like a thank you note or something is is very important as well, like actually writing to the person who's ordered from you. Obviously, you can't really do this on a large scale. So any small business is probably in a position where they can do this over a larger business. You can actually write a personalized note to everyone who orders from you and write a little thank you and write actually what it means to them to get that order or write a little bit about the thing that they did order, hand them a little bit of the backstory so that people feel more involved in your business. People feel like they're in a little bit closer than anyone else who has an order and they now feel like they're a bit of part of that community. If you're speaking to them by their first name, I think that's that's important as well in the note. Like don't just make it a generic note that goes out to everyone. Have a little spot for the name and make sure that you're putting it in there and make sure you're ending it off with your name so that it's it's feeling more like a conversation. So it's feeling more like people are involved in the product and in your business so that they're more likely to then become a return customer. But then they're also going to refer you to friends and family because they think how good was that experience, you know? All they did really was order something online and you just added their name on an order slip or you just added their added their handwritten name onto a little letter to, sh- to actually show them how much that order meant to you. So really that wasn't a great deal of effort from you and from your end, but it's going to really help in the long run for those people who are on the other end of that. You know, that can make a really big impact as well. The example I give here is the boys from Bandwagon. I interviewed them uh, last year and, and the first time that I ordered something from those guys, they made sure that they added a note in there and they made sure it was really personalized, handwritten, directed at me and I knew that I was ordering into their business. I was ordering into their community. So I felt actually engaged to go back and actually buy something again or to be surrounded by them or to advertise that I had actually bought something from them because it was really nice that they added a note in and added added something in that made me feel like I was part of something more. So just making sure that that is a little bit of a thing you can do to, to really make people um, a little bit more interested in in you and your work is to make it really personalized to them and make it really personalized to the person who you are working with because at the end of the day, that's going to make them feel a lot more included in the work you do. 
The next thing I would say is to just be really genuine with people, making sure that you're being upfront with as many things as you possibly can. This one takes a little bit of the reverse approach on the last couple of things I've been talking about, but making sure that you're upfront with as many possible things as you can so that you're not slapping them with something on the back end, especially when we're talking about price, especially when we're talking about the cost of something, making sure that you're being as upfront with your costing as you possibly can. No one likes to feel like they've been ripped off. No one likes to feel like they've been lied to. No one likes to be slapped with an extra cost at the end that they weren't prepared for. So if you're in the service-based industry, make sure you're being as upfront with your costs as you possibly can. I know that people don't like to spend money, but they much prefer to spend it upfront than to spend it at the end because they didn't know what they were inherently paying for. So make sure that everything is outlined and that you're not trying to actually rip people off. You may not feel like you're trying to rip people off, but just be as open as you possibly can. Make sure you give even more information than they probably need just so they know, just so they're aware beforehand, before you start the job, so that you're not slapping with them, them with something on the back end because you can have as great a product or service as you possibly can. You can have a great customer experience and then you slap them with um, an extra $500 bill at the end that they weren't prepared for and they're probably not going to go back and work with you. They're probably not going to refer to you because that's the last thing that you've left them with at the end. That's left a really bad taste in their mouth. Whereas if they would have known about that up front, they probably would have been okay with the price. You know, They accepted it because they accept what they were trying to do. But if you're going to hit them with something in the back end, that's probably not a great way to go about business at all. So just make sure you're being upfront with all the different things that your product or service entails. If you're like me and you're a wedding photographer and you're handing out all the digital files to someone at the end, make sure that you let them know what the quality of those digital files are. You know, if you're giving them the digital files and they think they can then go and print the digital files, but you're only going to give them low resolution images and that's exactly what it has in your contract, but they haven't read that, uh, making sure that that's upfront and very clear at the start because if they're not aware that they can only get low resolution images and to be able to get prints, they have to order them through you and they're going to end up spending more money, then that's probably not something that they're going to really like if they didn't know that that was what they were getting in for at the start. So if your business model revolves around that and that is something that you earn more money on the back end, make sure that that's upfront. Make sure that they know what they're getting in for. Even if it's hidden in your contract, make sure that you're talking to people about it because no one likes to be slapped with those sorts of things on the back end. No one likes to be tried to sold to after they've already been sold to. Make sure that they know what it is that they are getting in for, especially if it's something that comes core to the thing that they're ordering. And then if you're going to sell products, make sure you're upfront with your shipping costs. You probably won't see how many people actually click away once they see your shipping costs. But um, again, make sure that that's upfront because you're going to lose a lot of people through that process. If they if they work out it's going to be 20% of the cost to actually ship the product, they're probably going to um, easily move on and, and they're probably not going to buy from you. So making sure that you can get people through that process and be upfront with it at the start and then actually get them through to order um, so that you can then implement a few of those other things so that you can make sure that the actual product is good, that you're um, speaking to the client, that you're speaking to whoever ordered, speaking to the customer directly. And you're not going to get that chance if you're not as upfront with your costing at the start. And then finally, another way to get passive referrals is just to have a look at the way you are presenting yourself because I think it's important to remember that you're not just working with the people who you're working with. You could potentially be working with hundreds of other people if you're in a service-based industry where you're turning up to, to work for someone else, but there are other people around. I know for myself being in the wedding industry that I turn up on a wedding day and there could potentially be 100 to 300 other people there, all of which are potential clients probably. You know, There could be people in there who could refer me on to someone else. People in the bridal party who I'm working with for most of the day are probably an age where they could be soon to get married. You know, They could be someone who is a potential client of mine. So just because I'm working with someone else, look at the way you're presenting yourself in front of those people. They've already paid for your service, but there are other people in that close circle around you 
whilst you're working, who could possibly book you in the future. So make sure you take that into consideration. Have a look how you're presenting yourself. Have a look how it is you're interacting with other people. Make sure your work is up to a standard on the day and make sure you're not just always off with the fairies throughout the day. Make sure you're there engaging with people. Engage with other people. Talk to other people, as I said before. Speak to people with their first name and make sure that's very clear. But think about other people who you could possibly be working with. And if you're working with other vendors as well, if you're working with other people who are there, you know, if I was at a wedding reception and there's a musician there, for example, make sure I'm interacting with them, having a chat to them because if they're working at another wedding in a few weeks' time and they haven't got a photographer, they could then refer me to those people who are getting married. So, so being on top of how you're presenting yourself and always making sure that you're trying to put your best foot forward. It's the same if you're in a product-based industry where you could be working with um, other suppliers, you could be working with other vendors as well, you could be working with uh, people who are stocking your products, making sure that you're building a nice relationship with them so that then when they're talking to other people in the industry, they could possibly recommend you on and you could get more sales through that. So you never know where sales are going to come from. You never know where you're going to get referrals from. So just make sure you're keeping up appearances the best you possibly can. And this is probably something that you should be doing anyway. But if you're not doing it, it's probably not something that you realize the impact of until you stop doing it. And it won't be till that point when you start to lose referrals and you'll think what actually changed and it will be the way you've been presenting yourself on the day. You know, you may have not been presenting yourself well to every single person and there may be just one person who has been referring you on to 100 people. All of a sudden you stop talking to them and then there's all your referrals gone. If you're not being on top of that and aware of that, then it can be easy to lose lose a great bunch of your referrals. And now with the sort of passive referrals um, out of the way, I want to move on to active referrals because... I think active referrals are in some ways easier because you know what you're trying to do with with the actual work that you're trying to put in. But also they can be harder to get as well because if you're trying to push someone in a certain direction, they can often go the other way. So we have to be very, very, very careful about how we do apply these things. The first way and probably the easiest way to get referrals from other people or from clients is to have a referral program. So you're going to give an incentive to a client or a customer to refer your services on to another person. So you could be handing a discount to them on their next order, on their order at the moment if they refer you on to a friend or family member who then does book with you or or who does buy something from you. You know, you can give them that incentive even if it's a one-time purchase or a continual purchase. I know for myself, I'm in the wedding photography industry. If I'm trying to get referrals to other clients who would potentially want my wedding photography services, I could offer my past clients an incentive to get a discount on their prints when they order prints from me because that is still something that they can order from me after the day, then they will get a discount on those prints if they refer me on to someone else who ends up booking my services. So so that is the way that I would do that. But I could also offer them a discount on their future purchases or future services if I was in a return client industry. Um, I could offer them a discount on their future services if they were to refer me on to someone else. So we can, we can really talk about that sort of way and, and make sure that you know how much of a discount you would like to give and know how much it's worth for you to be able to get referrals because... These may have been referrals that would have come organically anyway. You know, you don't want to be offering incentives to referrals that would have inherently come anyway. So um, you want to make sure that you're very clear and you want to make sure that you're not trying to push people to be able to give referrals who probably won't give referrals and who will probably end up turning away and think that you're being too salesy about it. So just be conscious of that when you're first starting out. But I think it can be a very good way to get people um, as return customers or as to refer other people onto you, especially in a product-based industry where you can have a return customer or you can have people up to your email list or you can make sure that people are um, subscribed to 
a small community who may get an early sale, who may get an early offer if they do come back as a return customer. So you, that is a great way if you're in a product-based industry to get people to come back. If you're a return customer, you automatically have a discount off your next order. So I think that's a great way to be able to get people back into your business. Then the next one probably speaks more to product-based businesses more than anything else. And that would be to spend a lot of time on your packaging. I think people overlook their packaging. They spend a lot of time on their product and I think that's good, but then make sure that you're putting time and effort into your packaging. You know, people love these days to have a good packaging experience, to be able to unbox something. You know, I think that that's all the rave at the moment. And people are after any excuse to be able to post something on social media. So if your packaging really stands out among the crowd, people are going to think, oh, wow, that's so good. I really want to record this experience and have it on my Instagram stories. Especially if you're a small business, a lot of people have that sense that they like to be able to shop local. And if they do so, they're probably going to advertise it in in a slightly bit of a vain way. But you can still take advantage of that. You can still capitalize on the fact that people are going to be talking about when they have shop with a local small business. So uh, make sure your packaging is up to standard because that's an easy way to stand out, an easy way to advertise to a new audience of people who they possibly will be will be sharing your product too on their Instagram stories or or on their other social media. You'd be surprised about how much of that experience plays into what they think of your product. You know, if it's not wrapped well, if it's not in good packaging, people can tend to think that your product um, is below quality even though the, the actual quality of the product is the exact same. If your packaging isn't up to standard or if your packaging isn't a real wow factor for them, then it's easy for them to disregard the quality of your product. So making sure that you're putting a lot of time and energy into that and therefore that can lead to a lot of referrals as well because people are going to, as I said, share that on their social media, which is a form of referral. You're going to get a lot more eyes on your work and it needs to be pleasing to the eye in order for it to be on that social media platform. So you need to make sure that that is a good experience that makes people want to actually post about it on their social media. But also they will refer that to friends and family when they're actually speaking to them. They'll be talking about how good that experience was because they want other people to experience that as well. They want other people to order from them because of how good that packaging experience was. So make sure that you do spend a bit of time. It's a bit of upfront cost that you have to order in all the new packaging as well. But I think it is is well worth it in the long run when you're seeing return customers and you're seeing um, a lot of referrals come through from people based on that, especially when your product is good as well and they will think that it's a whole experience that they really want to be a part of. And then finally, the last type of active referral that I really implement a lot in my business is making sure you go above and beyond and create something for the client to share. People, especially in any service-based industry, probably aren't going to share results of what their actual service was. You know, it's easier in a product-based industry because they can share an image of the product that they just ordered. You know, we can, as we just spoke about, they can they can really share about the unpackaging, the unboxing experience that they just had. If you're in a service-based industry, it's a little bit harder because people don't tend to talk about who the actual artists were for a select different thing. You know, if I was to go to a hairdresser, I don't always post about my hairdresser and I don't always post a before and after photo and I, I'm not going to immediately advertise their work because that's probably not something that I have the time and energy to do and it's not something that I had the wherewithal to do to actually have a before and after photo. But if you are a hairdresser, there is none. There is nothing saying that you can't take a before and after photo of the client whilst they're in the chair having their hair cut. Um, and if you make that look really nice and you turn that into a bit of a blog or you turn that into an Instagram post, they may then share that post and they probably will share that post because people like to have their name out there. People like to have images themselves online. So they probably will share it, especially if it's a good transformation and they really like it and they're really proud of of what they've done. So making sure that you're going a bit above and beyond and it may be a bit of effort for you, but it's also good advertising just for you and your own social media 
But if other people do share it as well because they're in it, then I think that's great advertising and that's going to open you up to a whole range of new people and they're going to be sharing that all around the place. If you're a graphic designer or you're an artist or you're a website designer, talking about the artworks you've done, talking about the commissions that you've done for other people and the commission pieces that you've been working on and a little bit of the story behind them. If you're if you're um, an artist and you don't have a website, it's probably a good place to, to start is, is by having a website and really writing those stories out because if you can send that to someone or if you can show that to a person who has commissioned a piece of art for you and you've actually written up a whole story about the process and a little bit behind that, they will share that around to other people because um, if they've ordered that piece of artwork, if they've ordered if they've ordered a new piece of graphic design from you, they may be then inclined to share that with other people because they now own that piece and that is the story behind it. So they're going to be sharing that with a lot of friends and family. So that's going to be a lot of new eyes on your work. But if you didn't prepare that piece, they're probably not going to go out of their way to really share the story um, about what they've just had done. They're probably not even going to talk about it with other people because they don't have anything tangible to share. So making sure that we're putting things together for clients it doesn't necessarily have to be with the aim in mind for them to share it around. But I think making sure that it's on social media or it's on your website so that if they want to share it, they can share it because it's there ready to be shared and it's not anything holding them back from sharing it. They don't have to create it themselves. You've already gone to the hard work of creating it. So now you just have to sit back and wait for other people to then refer you on to other people without even realizing it. And obviously all these active referral chains fall back on the passive referral chains that we were talking about before because if you didn't create a good client experience, if you didn't create a good product, then people aren't going to refer you. People aren't going to share it on. People aren't going to share um, a transformation if that transformation isn't very good anyway. You know, they're probably not going to share something on social media if it's not very Instagram worthy. So you have to make sure that you're playing into that game at the start, making sure that you're just a nice human being at the start and, and remembering that because all these active referral chains aren't going to work if you didn't put the groundwork in beforehand. And then just lastly, before we finish up on this episode today, I would just like you guys to have a think about where it is you're referring people to. Are you referring people to your website? Are you referring people to your Instagram page? Are you referring people to, to other social media? Are you referring people to your storefront? Where are you referring people to? And making sure that you're turning up there, making sure that you're making people feel like they are welcome at that place where you're referring them to. If you're referring people to Instagram, but you don't actually use your Instagram page, then it's probably not going to be very good. There are so many people who would be turning up to your Instagram page every single day. And if you're not on there, if you're not on your stories on there, if you're not if you're not updating your posts on there, what's the point of sending people there? People like to be made feel like they're welcome in that sort of place. So making sure that you're turning up there and you're actually putting time and effort into that certain thing where you are sending people because if you're not putting any time and effort into it, all the things you have been doing are probably for nothing anyway. So just make sure that you think about where you are actively sending people. Referrals have always been my biggest source of income, my biggest source of business. So it would be really silly for you guys to neglect it. Plus, all it takes, as you've heard today, is just to be a good person. You know, you don't have to really try hard. You don't have to really do a lot. People are already wanting to refer you. People already want to talk about a good experience. So if you give them a good experience, they're going to want to talk about that and you don't need to really push them any harder than that at all. So that is all I'm going to have to say today to you guys. But in that spirit of referrals, if you did uh, enjoyed this episode of the podcast if you learned anything from this episode of the podcast i would really appreciate it if you could refer this podcast on to another friend or family member you know i ask every single week for you guys to refer this on because i think it can be very helpful for other people and if you guys are finding it helpful then i'm sure that other friends and family who are like-minded just like you guys uh, would enjoy it as well so i would really appreciate it if you could refer this podcast on to other people and if you did enjoy this episode and you have been enjoying uh, my previous episodes as well I would really appreciate it if you could go leave a rating or review 
um, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you are listening to this episode. That really helps me get the podcast out to a new audience of new people who also may be interested in the podcast and helps me to continue to grow this show as it has been over the past 12 months. But with that said, guys, I hope you all have a great week um, and I will speak to you all again next Monday. Bye.